0: Welcome to bigger on the inside, the new Who. Dots Who Watch on podcast. Here's Harry with everything that's coming up in this week's show. Russell T. Davis. Russell T. Davis. Russell T. Davis. Russell T.
1: Davis. Russell T. Davis. Russell T. Davis. Russell T. Davis. I'm the Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castabrus. I hope he is a bit less conspicuous this time. You might be a Doctor, but I am.
0: I'm a doctor. That's probably not the one want to Absolutely
1: fantastic. All of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will. Where do you want to start? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a very, very, very special episode of Bigger on the Inside, the new Who Doctor Who Watch Long podcast for various reasons. Um, first off, Uh, This is um, our first uh, video uh, after we've hit the 500 subscriber um, landmark on YouTube, so that's very exciting, isn't it, Tim? Yeah, it is. Thank you, Tim. Um, And additionally, um, this is our first proper installment of the podcast, following some very, very very exciting news. I'm sure all of you have probably heard it, and we will be getting into it. uh um, first
0: of the Strictly Live shows. Yeah. Wasn't Robert Webb good? He was, wasn't he? He wasn't <laughs> bad, yeah. He wasn't bad. He wasn't he's bad. my favourite. He's, he's Is like, he? He's Because really, yeah. I like Peep show, so... So it's your bias. Yeah, and also he was in that one episode of Doctor Who. Mm. Yeah. Was of Doctor Who. Mm. What about Tom Fletcher? Was what was it, he's Tom my Tom second favourite, just because I really like McFly. So mm. that's it. Yeah. Those are the only two I really sort of like in it this year. Um, I'm sure there'll be others. Who else is in it? Um Tilly Ramsey? Why is
1: Tilly Ramsey on the show? Um honestly, um what is it she does? Did she She's a TikToker like me? No, no, she's she's famous because her daddy's Gordon Ramsay. That's Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly I, I i'm sorry like i'm not saying i've not seen any of her tiktok work so maybe she's producing something really special and worthy of being on the strictly lineup but as an outsider literally i don't know i feel like we need to have a cut off for when someone should be able to be a celebrity you know what i'm saying uh, yeah,
0: yeah i know what you mean yeah, yeah. anyway doctor who yes um
1: First off, before we get into the big, exciting oh, There is thing. actual
0: news this week. Yeah. That yeah, like we do actually have. That I haven't sent across, so this will all be on the fly. Yeah. We will be talking about Russell. Of course we will. But um, of course we're going to save that to the end. So let's talk about the fact that uh, John Bishop has wrapped up Doctor Who Series 13 filming. Um, uh, did I send you any of these? Letters? You didn't send me anything, to Okay, help. well, basically, that's all you need to know. Is that he's finished his filming. Uh, he did a little Instagram video to say that he's finished um doing something in which he didn't think was gonna he ever thought it was gonna happen because it was a I believe he was offered it wasn't he but it was gonna clash with his tour so he turned it down but then because of COVID happened he was able to take part in dot two but the, the there was recent set photos we I did a video on it I did don't know did you watch that? I did watch the video yeah you did mm. so you saw the did you see the little Instagram video uh yeah, the th- yes, yes, the yeah, Instagram yeah, yeah. video. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we may as well talk about all of that as well because it was also that Bradley Walsh is back. Yes. uh when we saw Dan and Graham have a scene together, don't uh, they? Is it Dan and Graham having a scene together, or was that just a photo of Bradley Walsh and John Bishop?
1: Well, if they're talking? on, if
0: they're on set together on the same
1: day, usually they only call people in to set when they're filming scenes. Yeah. So. For me, like, there wouldn't be a reason for them to both be on set together unless they were doing a scene
0: together. Okay, so do you think there's a possibility that these characters might be connected? Or do you think it's just a coincidence? Or do you think it's just a story point, that? I mean... Because I, I personally think it's going to be the, the, the 13th Doctor saying goodbye to everybody who she's... That's made. what I was thinking. We
1: already, um, the 13th Doctor, has done things that have been very evocative of the uh, Russell era. Obviously, Series 12 ended with a what? What? Yeah, moment. yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if um, Chibnall has written in a very similar victory, rap, victory lap to the end of time where David goes and says goodbye to all his companions. I don't know if it'll work quite so as well. It's not going to take very long, is it? Well, that's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> only got a handful of companions. Well, I guess the
0: fam makes it a bit bigger. But there'll be John Bishop, Yaz... Ryan. Ryan and Ryan. Ryan. Well, I guess if each of them is a separate scene, yeah, that's five. Is there anybody else? Um, those are the only people she's formed like real bonds with during this. That's true. Uh, yeah. Series. So maybe she's going to go back and see that witch or someone who used to be in Benny Dorm. Do you remember the the mum in Benny Dorm? Which episode was she in? Um, she she gets turned into like a, a wooded woman. Her face gets turned into. Oh, wood. and the witch finders. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Yeah, here we go. Go see her again. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But yeah, I think it's cool. It's a shame it's got leaked. Yeah, I'm... but then there doesn't seem to have been much to to stop it getting leaked. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the thing
1: I have to say, um, the team during the Chimel era have done a very good job at keeping most things under wraps. Yeah, yeah. The only things that they seem incapable of keeping under wraps for a very understandable reason is anything that involves outdoor shoots yeah because there's so much attention from fans on the Doctor Who production and their team that anything they do that involves an outdoor location shoot inevitably leaks yeah them.
0: yeah, everything we've spoken about Weeping Angels Sontarans, um, Unit that sort of stuff has all been through what people have just seen on the streets but you know this would have been a fun sort of surprise sort of thing but it's also one of those things where you know it's going to happen anyway because every showrunner's done it Matt Smith said goodbye to Amy, um, Peter Capaldi said goodbye to Clara again. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of inevitable it's going to happen. But yeah, it's strange that, uh, well, Tulsa and Cole is filming in America, so it's understandable why he's not there. So I wonder how much involvement he's going to have in this.
1: I mean, wasn't Jenna Coleman just like green screened in for Twice
0: Upon a Time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could do something? something like that. Yeah maybe we'll just have him like on a bike doing one of his YouTube videos <laughs> and the doctor just leaves a comment <laughs> <laughs> I love you bye <laughs> I just love the idea of like saying goodbye. Like, it's really emotional scars building she's waving goodbye to Yaz and she just pulls up her phone B-b-b-b-b-b- send <laughs> we t- You've gone off ratio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of. I, I got. When I was looking at this photo, I sort of realized it's quite sad that it's all sort of coming to an end. Mm. Because. I mean, maybe it's weird. Maybe it's just because. Well, it, it,
1: this is the only. The first time since a child, like the Chimel era, that I've been following Doctor Who as it's come out. Yeah, same and it actually. It feels. Yeah. I know, it feels shorter. Both shorter and longer than it should have been. Is that, that just because
0: time goes quicker when you're older?
1: Maybe. Or maybe it's a thing of like, it's been a long, it's been quite a notable stretch of time. Like, it's going to be kind of five years by the time we're through with it. But at the same time, there's the, the periods within that when there's been actual Doctor Who coming out have been comparatively... We've been doing less- this
0: podcast a year and we've only had one new episode of Doctor Who. I was thinking that yesterday. Yeah, that I was thinking crazy. in the time that this podcast has been
1: one new episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> That's not very good. Cool. Ones. But we will soon be getting more because there's been certain things kind of leaking intentionally or unintentionally, which suggests oh, yeah, 13 yeah. is coming a lot sooner than we anticipated. Yeah, because
0: was it a calendar that yes. suggested that It will air in December of 2021. But the rumour that seems to be more substantial than what we've had before is that it will be airing around Halloween time. Okay. I mean, I've heard some people speculate that it'll start in Halloween and then finish in December, that, so it's going to be... That, I think that would make sense, because then you're going to have a special at Christmas time, New Year. Mm. Whereas if you were to start it in December, that doesn't really give you much run.
1: Yeah, and then we're having two... And then there's the two specials in the same in tw- yeah. Are those 2022?
0: Yeah, Easter 2022 and October time, I yeah. think it is Which is weird, because if... That means actually we're getting quite a substantial
1: amount of Doctor Who relatively soon, which is weird to say, because we've gone for such a
0: long stretch without any Doctor Who, and now suddenly we're going to get quite a lot. Yeah, I quite like that. I mean, the, the whole Halloween thing sort of speculated because they were filming an episode that was set at Halloween. It was pumpkins out on the street, so it would seem to make sense that if you're going to have an episode set at Halloween, you would air mm. it around Halloween. And why not have a show about monsters and aliens mm. air yeah, when everybody's dressed like, up as monsters. Has me, there really. been a Halloween special new
1: hero? I don't think there has been. There hasn't, explicitly. but there should be. That would yeah. be cool. It's...
0: I quite like like the whole pumpkin thing. That like kind of mm. an actual horror episode of Doctor Who. Not mm. like I know there is an episode where people go, oh, this is scary!" Like Blink, however. But one to really embed the whole Halloween mm. stuff? You know, kids dressed up pumpkins, parties, that sort of thing. I think that'd be great. And if there's one thing... It's a really good aesthetic as well. Yeah, and if there's one thing that the Chibnall
1: era can do quite well, it's scary imagery. They have the production values to make some really scary-looking monsters. Like, when we saw Tim Shaw for the first time, like, just that face with all the teeth stuck into it. Yeah, yeah. That's a genuinely... If you were a kid, you'd be scared of that. So really lean into that real horror element. I mean, maybe the reason you've not had it is because... Doctor Who has always been such a quintessentially British show. Yeah. And Halloween has always been a distinctly American holiday. Yeah. Even to us in the UK.
0: So maybe that's the reason why. I think it would work. I think it definitely would. Mrs Brown's Boys is getting a Halloween special and Doctor Who can have one as well. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Why do we always bring up Mrs Brown's Boys? I don't know. I don't know. I hate it. But, okay, let's talk about proper news, Harry.
1: Could, Could I first have a word from our sponsor? okay. The sponsors me i'm promoting myself okay um i mentioned it i think last week uh, in the watch yeah, rom, yeah, really. but i'm gonna mention it myself
0: <laughs> um you've worked this out you've yeah worked out why people are listening
1: yeah but before we get into the chunky bit i'm just gonna do some uh self-promotion uh this week if anyone is in the York i do approve
0: A- of this <laughs> we'll
1: carry on this is this is my biggest platform too we'll see if it gets edited out <laughs> Wilson, this week I am in a uh, short run of a uh, short plays in York from the 29th of uh, September through to the 2nd of October. They're called Put on Shorts. They're at the th- uh, theatre at 41 in York. Uh, if anyone is in or around the
0: area, what's the vibe of the p- of the shorts? Are they different genre? Uh yes, yeah, some of them are funny, some of them are say, quirky, some of them are quite, dark. Of them, quite funny.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a quite an overtly kind of comedic one. Um some of them very heightened. Um, Some of them are quite grounded. It's a real mix. They're all kind of used to be bits of a pub theatre, station leads. If people people turn up,
0: do they see all the shorts?
1: Yes, you see it's eight short plays. How short are the shorts? Um, They kind of range from 10 to 20 minutes in length. Okay. Yeah. So it's about a two
0: hour evening of short plays. Is it four on and then an interval? another? It's
1: five, an interval and three. And the reason for that is that it's quite a small cast in in all of them. And I'm actually in the most plays. I'm in four of the plays. Oh, fuck
0: you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. Very good. Yeah, no, I'm going to try and come along um, if I can get some time off work or if I'm not working right on Um Yeah, so it should be good. It'd be cool to see you there. It'd be
1: cool to see you there, listeners, if you are indeed listening and uh, Tim hasn't cut uh, this out.
0: Listener. Uh, One listener? Yeah, it's called Darius.
1: Hi, Darius. Hey, Darius. I uh, hope to see you in York this week. He goes to York? Oh, I, should, I don't know if I should say this, but he goes to York Uni. Ah, then he can come along. Yeah. Hope to see you there, Darius. There you go. That's one extra ticket sold. two <laughs> uh, so, news. Let's do it. Okay. So now
0: we did a video on it yeah Many three thousand of you watched it thank you very much yeah that's been one of our best views in a while that's what topped us over the 500
1: yeah but now it's time we've been kind of keeping things low energy but now i'm gonna hike it up because russell t davis is back. dead. what
0: didn't you hear what he died For for the purpose of the podcast, Harry is now doing visual jokes (laughs) (laughs) where he pretends to check his phone.
1: Uh, yeah Russell's back yeah it's been Hooray. how has it been since the news came out for us
0: two three days two like three days and it still doesn't quite compute it doesn't did you see Russell took a picture of himself of a Dalek in his back garden and put, I did and see put that. day one and I was like oh like, this is so exciting it's so weird It's so, it still hasn't
1: computed I think kind of I'm, I've woken up the day after, and I was half expecting kind of yeah, yeah. all <laughs> evidence of it to have been erased, and it was just a weird, like fever dream. <laughs> but no, no, Russell D Davis is coming back to be Sharoner, sure and the thing is crazy. Like, we're gonna get a centenary special, and then we're gonna get a 60th anniversary
0: special. That's like two feature length specials back to back. Well, almost. Then- well, no, the 60th will be 2023, and the centenary is next year. Yeah, but like, still, like, those
1: will be oh, in they're, terms they're, of doc- yeah. there's not going to be any Doctor Who in between that. Yeah. We'll go from one
0: special to another special, okay, and to a series. So, we're going to talk about speculation for the 60th, yeah, because we did a video on it. And if you guys want to sort of get our general reactions and the whole yeah. thing of Russell returning, definitely go watch that because it's just two guys being excited for 20 minutes. Yeah, my voice gets really high pitched <laughs> at one point. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to talk about series. 14, 13, 14, 14, and the 60th one we're sort of expecting yeah. from this. So let's start with the 60th. Okay, my, my question for you about the 60th is that they, they, they obviously must be, if, if it's day one, they're currently working on a cast. That must be one of the first things you do is you want to yeah. cast the Doctor as well as writing. But yeah. that ca- because I think that must come first because if they're already wrapping up with the centenary special. They want to film that regeneration. But here's the thing: because we know If we're even going to get jo-
1: see yeah, that because Jodie's, we know Jodie's last episode is that she's contracted to do is the centenary special, correct? I like, yeah. So oh, yeah. we, like, we're assuming that she will be regenerating in that. But I don't know because uh, my no. question: are, <laughs> are we going to see the fourteenth Doctor in the sixtieth? I'm not sure we are because that seems like a really throwing a new Doctor in the deep end for them to be in a 60th, probably a crossover with
0: other Doctors. It seems like a lot to okay, take right. on. So I think we will see the 14th Doctor in the fo- in the 60th anniversary special. But from what you've just said there, makes me think, will there be a crossover with Jodie in that? Will we see Jodie regenerate in the 60th? Because there was rumours this week that the Centenary special is sort of left open-ended and it doesn't end with a regeneration. I've heard that as well. Which makes me think that maybe Russell's going to come in and write Jodie's last scenes. Maybe that episode opens with a regeneration. But then the fact that we're getting Bradley Walsh return makes me question that again.
1: Yeah, just... I don't know. I'm going to... This is... In my mind, this is what makes the most sense to me. But as soon as I say it, I realise it doesn't make any sense. I think the Centenary special will end open-ended and we won't have Jodie regenerate in that. Or if she does regenerate, we won't then have the first scene of the 14th Doctor within it. Okay. The 60th, I don't think we'll have Jodie or the 14th Doctor. I think it could potentially be all Legacy Doctors. Okay. Like a pure Legacy
0: Doctors thing. I don't think they will. You don't? No. Because um, I, I just fear that... You, you go through what you think for the 60th, and I won't interrupt you. And, and then yeah. I'll go through what I think. I can't see Jodie being in it because Jodie
1: was, has kind of said that she came to this with Chris and she's leaving it with Chris Chibnall. So I can't see her in the 60th if that's a Russell thing. And also, I just don't think it would be a wise move to put the 14th Doctor in the 60th as their debut because they'll be immediately outshadowed and be outshadowed by any returning classic uh, characters including presumably new Doctors. Yeah. Unless the 60th doesn't have any new Doctors and it's just a big introduction to the 14th Doctor, but that seems like a very weird way to introduce a new Doctor.
0: Yeah. So I can't, I don't, I think it's just going to be legacy Doctors. Okay, so here's what I think for the 60th, is I think the 60th will be the first adventure of a new Doctor. Whether or not you see the regeneration or not between Julia. I don't know. Uh, I think it's likely it will include some past doctors who are perhaps trying to help this future version of the doctor out of perhaps a tricky regeneration. Perhaps this new doctor has forgotten that they're the doctor, and they need reminding, and they are helped by that by past doctors.
1: That's a smart way. So to past do
0: doctors come in and through visiting various past doctors, this thirteenth, fourteenth doctor is reminded of who they are. Okay, so it's not
1: really an introduction to the 14th Doctor because it's going to be a post-regeneration story yeah. as well, where the doctor's not completely themselves.
0: Yeah, if you look at like all if you look at the only post-regeneration story we have from Russell, which is Christmas Invasion, David spends half the time in bed, mm. and then at the end he's the doctor. So I feel like we're gonna possibly get something like that, not where he's in bed, yeah. but where the where the 14th doctor is fed for Thought Doctor, is um, maybe slightly quirky. They don't know who they are yet. They're a bit off the wall or whatever. I don't know you're not a big fan of stuff like that, where they're trying to find out who they are. Yeah. Pretty, I feel yeah. if you were to then partner that with, hypothetically, Matt Smith mm. and Colin Baker and Sylvester and David, whoever, right, that would then work quite well because you would have the the familiarity of past Doctors sort of maybe introducing new viewers going it's okay i'm here it's all gonna be okay sort of thing with this new guy okay or I, girl or whatever i could see that working i could see that working because if you don't do a multi-doctor thing for the 60th, it is a shame because hmm. it's the it's the only time that i can sort of really warrant it is i liked twice upon a time i thought it was an amazing episode but i sort of go oh you could have saved that idea do you know what I mean? For something else. yeah. The fact that the first Doctor's in it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, It's sort of just a nice thing for fans. Well,
1: that's the thing for me, that's the thing Myra, because that was Twice Upon a Time was predominantly Capaldi's last story, mm-hmm. and like you said the first Doctor being that was nice but it was kind of overshadowed by the fact that it was Capaldi's last story. Yeah. And I worried that a 60th being a the introduction of the 14th Doctor would be a similar deal where seeing these other Doctors would be Nice, but that won't be what the audience is paying attention to because they're paying way more attention to this new doctor yeah. and breaking them down.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But then I feel like past doctors—I'm just saying David because Tennant at the moment is probably the most likely candidate to be returning. Yeah, he's he's already stays up for it, and it's Russell. Yeah, he is Russell's doctor. Let's be honest. Mm. So, but I feel those actors are sensible enough to know that. Fans will be excited to see the return of 10, but they also know that the importance of that episode isn't actually their return. It's to make sure that whoever the new person is gets the attention. But I don't know if that should be the purpose of a 60th. I don't think the purpose of a 60th anniversary
1: celebration should be to prepare people for what's next. It should be to celebrate the legacy of the show. And I think you
0: can do that by bringing back past Doctors, but then when you watch it, you will go, the hero of that was whoever the new Doctor is Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd say I, I just because re- the thing is we talk about the four- we'll get yeah when we get into series 14 yeah when we 14, 14. When we get series into- 14 and the 14th Doctor it's a very strange coincidence it is it is very strange but and
1: I'll I'll say what I was about to say when okay. we say that um, is there anything else you want to say about Spectra in the 60th who do you think is going to come back for it David Matt hopefully Chris not Peter yeah I don't know, Peter's definitely not because he's said he thinks yeah. that there's an oversaturation
0: of multi-doctor stories. But then again, one thing I think we're overlooking is that this is Russell. And we didn't think Russell was going to return. So what's the point of speculating who is and who isn't? Who isn't? that's the thing. Like we do all this speculation, but it we know
1: now that it's just all completely in vain. <laughs> and
0: Russell T. Davis anniversary special is gonna be mind-blowing. Yeah. And whatever you think it's gonna be. It won't. It will be better. That's the thing. That's the thing because our
1: pre our understanding of Russell T. Davis and Doctor Who is from twelve years ago. Yeah, the world has changed. Russell's changed. This is going to be a distinctly different feeling show to it was. But I ago.
0: hope it is a multi doctor episode because I look forward to seeing how Russell writes for former doctors. Yeah. Because when Stephen wrote for David, Stephen had wrote for the 10th Doctor before, but there is a definite character. Something isn't quite right in the 50th with David's Doctor, I think. And I'm not sure what it is. And Maybe it's just because he's had time out of it. Or maybe it's because it's an anniversary special, so they try and get all the lines in. He says, Alonzi, he says, timey-wimey. It's
1: very weird to say... He had time out because if you think about it, it was <laughs> between David leaving and being in
0: four years, the, wasn't it? It's was three, four years. Yeah. It's been way more time now yeah, since yeah. David's been the doctor. Yeah, it's true actually. But you know what I mean? It's, there was there was something not quite there, but it was amazing. I'm not slating that performance or anything. It, it was the hair. The, the hair is wrong, possibly. Um, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? So. And Russell's wrote for Matt Smith on the Sarah Jane adventure. Yes, and i that's interesting.
1: That um, I hope we get to see Matt Smith at yeah. least in the 60th, written by Russell, because that's just an interesting thing to see Russell writing for a doctor who didn't even exist when he <laughs> did the show. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I would love that. And, you know, fingers tightly crossed for Chris, because mm. that would be... I mean... To, 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 I just want to say, right, Three days ago, we lost our shit over the fact Russell reti- Russell was returning. I f- I think it's it's a, that's the second time I've ever got on the phone to you and said mm. you have to podcast. The first time was <laughs> Jody leaving. No, it was a uh, you got on the phone for me when Chris came back. Oh, to so the so, Big so finish. Was, uh, three times then. Yeah. So when Chris when Chris returned for Big Finish, which was our which was just the day after we set up the podcast, mm. Jody leaving and the return of Russell. Um. And I think, can you imagine how exciting it will be if they say Christopher Robinson is returning for a Russell T Davis yeah. 16th anniversary? And I
1: feel like this could be an opportunity. I know there's history, you yeah. know, history that's been discussed quite openly. Yeah. But um, kind of, Chris said that the thing that he would want is an apology. From the BBC. Yeah. And he he quoted, he by name referred to both Julie Gardner and also T Davis. Yeah. Both of them are coming back to the show now. So they're kind of in a prime position to sort that out. Yeah. yeah. To extend our hand and to uh patch things up.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think we're close, we're very close to that happening. That yeah. feels very tangible. And I'm
0: not doubting anything anymore. I feel like we can speculate everything, and at the end of every speculation is how we get. But we don't know anything because Russell returned. Yeah, that's it, isn't it?
1: That's, it. <laughs> that's like that's the Trump card. Like the thing we never thought was gonna ever happen yeah. has happened. But like two weeks ago I was
0: going, nah, no, it's gonna we're gonna cancel it.
1: <laughs> like, we said, like literally the episode before this one, you we said, Yeah, I feel like the show might take a break. Yeah. Maybe the show needs a break, but it's not having a break. <laughs> it's keeping going with Full force, which is absolutely insane. Should we go on to series thirteen?
0: Yes, fourteen. Four- goodness yeah. sake, series fourteen. Yeah, but
1: before that, should we
0: talk about uh... another play you're in? No, uh, the fourteenth <laughs> Doctor. Okay, yeah. Let's start with who? Okay, so joking aside, Oli Alexander, yeah, is possibly the the most obvious choice. Yeah. The um, that whole time we talking about the sixtieth. Uh, every, it's Ollie in my mind. Every, every time you refer <laughs> to
1: the 14th Doctor, immediately in my mind, Ollie Alexander was the face I saw. Yeah. And it just, it, it makes sense. Um, if, I don't know if you've seen, it's. A, have you seen It's a Sim? Yeah, we spoke about it. Oh, did. we did, yeah. I mean, we both agree that Ollie is an incredible actor and he has what it takes. Russell's spoken openly in favour of him. He can do that now. It just makes too much sense. And Russell back... Uh, When he did it back in 2005 to 2009, the two people he picked as leads for The Doctor were people who had been leads in shows he'd done before. Chris Eccleston was the lead in The Second Coming, which Russell wrote, and uh, and David Tennant was the lead in Casanova, which uh, Russell wrote. wrote. Ollie was the lead of the last show that Russell did. It's a sin. So, just any one of those TV.
0: guys from It's a Sin really could be in with a chance. Yeah, there. that's another name. Who is it I've who heard, plays? Um, um, who's the main female lead? Lydia
1: West. Yeah. Lydia West is another name which I've heard, and she was in years and years as well. Yes. Um, the TV show, not Ollie Alexander's Music Projects. Yeah. Um, And she as well, I think she has what it takes. Yeah. Lots of people have actually been saying they want Ollie and Lydia as a doctor companion, either or. Like, I like just, that, but I
0: feel it's too obvious. I, I think it's too obvious.
1: I don't think they're both going... To I would be. I would it maybe
0: it. be annoyed by that because he's sort of then limiting p- other people who could do it if you're just yeah. going to pick from a, a pool of whoever you've met with before. That said, you just reminded me then, Russell in the past has picked the leading actor of who, whatever his last project was. So I'm going to throw the name to you, Ben Whishaw, A Very English Scandal. Okay. That's interesting. Often a fan favourite that's thrown around a lot.
1: Yeah, I remember he was very popular like, when it came to the 13th Doctor yeah, Speculation. A
0: name that is big enough for the show but maybe not too big. The voice of Paddington there. Exactly. and Hugh from James Bond. I was talking to a friend on the phone the other day and I was saying the fact that Russell because we've often said on the podcast you get names thrown around and we often go too big, too big for the show. But I would say because Russell is bigger than Doctor Who now, I'd say that's true. That yeah. we can now actually get lead actors into the show who are often disregarded because they are too big.
1: Yeah, Russell has that kind of draw. Maybe
0: not someone sort of like Helena Bonacarta yeah. or or um, what's his name He plays Luthor. Oh, Idris uh, Elba. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't. I don't mean people like that. But you know, like people like Ben Whishaw is a real yeah. possibility and stuff like that. What do you think of the possibility of um, casting, like, for a one-off series, like, an A-lister? Oh, uh, like, like we spoke about this in the past, haven't we, I think? Yeah. You know, we've sort of gone like, get Rowan Atkinson or someone for, like, one series. Mm, I think you could get someone bigger than Rowan Atkinson. Oh, yeah, yeah, especially with... A, doctor, a one-off Doctor series with Helen Carter would be amazing. Because mm. she's just, like, the Doctor. Like, I see her in interviews and stuff, and, like, the way she dresses would just be amazing. But Lydia West... Now might be my favourite. Now that you've said it, do you think Lydia West? Do you prefer to see her over Ollie? I think so. Yeah, because I I generally think it should be a woman. I yeah. think it should continue like that. I think because I feel like yeah. if you go back to a dude, um, it sort of then sort of it doesn't tell it doesn't say it didn't work because it did, hmm. but I feel like from an outsider speculation, you would sort of go from someone who isn't really into showing it have Gone back to a guy because hmm. the one thing everybody knows about Doctor in the moment is that it's played by a woman. That's what everybody knows. Um, so I feel like if you were to go back to a guy, people would sort of go, oh, it didn't work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The hmm. female experiment, you know, that bollocks. But I, f- I feel it should be a woman and I think Lydia West would be great.
1: Yeah, I think... Um, I think... I'm assuming that Russell will stay on for long enough to see two Doctors through. Yeah. I, we can't guarantee that, because obviously Russell's very in demand. Yeah. It might be that this is a really short tenure for him. I hope
0: not. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would be happy if his tenure is exactly the same as what it was before. Hmm, and there were four series. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, that would be incredible. That would be quite long. Oh. Um, that would
1: bring his total up to eight series, which would make him the longest-serving showrunner again. Longer than Moffat. But anyway... Um, it, assuming that Russell were to stay to do another two Doctors and see another two Doctors through, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be. I think at least one of those two Doctors would be a woman.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I would be very surprised with Russell's track record of hmm. queer as folk, cucumber, a very British scandal. Years and, uh, it's a thing. Years and years. If this, if he goes back to a, a white straight dude, yeah, I would be so surprised because. Russell is so passionate about promoting difference, yeah. and you know what isn't seen. I'm doing quotation marks here. A social norm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think so. I think it is important that with Russell at the helm, because you are going to bring in that whole community of LGBT plus people who yeah. are going to come and watch the show. Now that Russell's attached to it, so why not put somebody who isn't just a white bloke, a white straight guy, in the lead?
1: I mean, I, in my mind, I wouldn't be surprised if, say. Fourteen was Ollie, and then fifteen was Lydia. Yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a very
0: realistic yeah. thing to happen, especially with Russell at the helm. Yeah, like I, I keep saying, I see keep seeing comments on some of our videos where it's like, can't be Ollie, he doesn't look like the Doctor. And I'm like, the fuck does that mean? How can you not look like Doctor? Because it looks like anybody. Yeah, I remember you mentioning this to me, and I, I get it more. to an extent because. Everybody who's played the Doctor, they have a slight quirk about them, mm. and I think maybe they're suggesting that Ollie doesn't have that slight quirkiness look about him.
1: What are you talking about? that exactly. exactly. really interesting. Exactly, is <laughs> what I mean, right? Like, like Ollie's style, Ollie doesn't have like a, um, like I think the only thing the Doctor can't be is too conventional. Like some people, is it Tom Ellis who plays Lucifer?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes. So who denied I me? Mean? I meant Lucifer yeah when I said um, Idris Alba, I yeah. think I said Lucifer yeah but um, Tom Allison played Lucifer some we'll people throw his name around and for me I think he's almost too Hollywood handsome too, yeah he's too
1: conventionally handsome too I know we've had like David Tennant and etc David Tennant
0: is British handsome
1: <laughs> mm. and he's kind of he had the whole the kind of nerdy niche thing on. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Tom Allison is, is a very handsome man I think that for me can't be the doctor he because... a great master hmm yeah but for me, that can't be the Doctor because it's too just kind of straight-laced, too conventional. The Doctor needs to be a little bit unconventional. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think Ollie's a very interesting-looking person. I don't mean that in any kind of disparaging way. But no, it's really, I, you look like, Ollie's really interesting to watch. Whenever, I, whenever
0: I get photos of Ollie for thumbnails and stuff, like, his fashion sense is batshit off the wall crazy. Mm. I love it. And I think maybe that could scare people off a little bit who aren't familiar with him. And I, I totally understand it. I can understand why people. All right, I've got to be so careful what I say it, because there is people who just don't want him to be the doctor because he's gay or whatever, because he's not a straight white dude. And those are the same people who won't like the fact that Jodie Whittaker's there because she's a woman. But I also understand that there might be people who sort of look at what Ollie wears in, on his tours and stuff and sort of worry that that's where Dot Two's going to go. Like that sort of Nesh t-shirt sort of thing. And I would be heavenly so surprised if that's what it happens. Hasn't Doctor Who always
1: been super camp and colourful though? Yeah, but do you look know, at
0: Colin Baker's but, do you know costume. what I mean? Like like yeah, exactly right. But I feel like you just so got to trust in Russell, like Christopher Eccleston just wore a leather jacket. Do you know what I mean?
1: I actually that's interesting because I think Ollie
0: in a lot of ways actually reminds me of Christopher. Okay. Like I don't
1: think um Ollie or Chris are If upon first appearance, uh, what you would describe as, say, just like a conventionally, you know, um, in the Tom Ellis conventionally attractive facial structure, yada, 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 you know what I'm saying? But then you watch them perform and like Chris performed with such a magnetism and... Just a charisma, and you just can't look away when he's performing. Yeah. And it's it's a really kind of
0: beautiful thing that just really comes alive. And I think Ollie has that as well. I'm just gonna, for the purpose of box, I'm gonna sh- just to back up what I just said a minute ago about outfits and stuff like that. As I think people, I'm sure now showing Harry a picture on my phone. So I think people Google Ollie and they see him wearing outfits like this, yeah. And then go, that's not what Doctor would wear. Sure it is. The it's- doctor would totally wear that. <laughs> It is, but I don't think that's what would be fronted on the series. No. Do you know no. what I mean? Like yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with it myself, but I can understand why it would maybe fear some certain people off. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um so let's yeah. So yeah, Lydia West for me, Ollie for you. I'd say so. I think they'll both <laughs> I can see them both being adopted. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um so a bit more about series 13 is I've got some notes here. What if I run- oh, some sake. What if I run through these notes and you just tell me what you think? Okay. Um, I think there's going to be spin-offs yeah yeah I think that, we've talked about that before
1: we did that, it makes sense Russell's already talked about wanting to expand Doctor Who into a big media empire uh, we spoke about the return of possible return uh, Murray Gold I think that's inevitable. Uh, Murray's worked on all of Russell pretty much all of Russell's TV shows. Yeah. He
0: I think that just goes without saying that Murray Gold will be back. Um Erson Return as director directed two from Corner, Runaway Bride and a number of other Russell episodes.
1: Yeah, I'm saying they
0: who directed It's a Sin? Because I believe they worked on Doctor Who as well. Um Peter Horror directed It's a Sin. Has he he directed Doctor Who as well, hasn't he? I'm not sure. I'll have a quick look whilst you talk.
1: Yeah, because I believe because I know there are a lot of people who we've talked about with the uh, Bad Wolf production team that were originally or did work on Russell's Zero of *Doctor Who*, so I imagine all of them will pretty much be. Returning. He's only
0: directed one episode, I think. It's a good man goes to war. All oh, right, interesting. Um, and the other thing I've got is with Russell returning as showrunner and head writer, is that there's a possible—you know—he's not going to write every episode he never did. Yes. Are we going to see some past writers return? I.e., Paul Cornell. Mm-hmm. Stephen Moffat. I think Stephen Moffat will be returning I would be writer. so surprised if he doesn't get asked. Yeah, because the thing is... Um, There's an interview where an interviewer asked, do you come up with Dot 2 Ideas? And it's Stephen and Moffat, Stephen and Moffat, Stephen and Russell both stood there. And Stephen's like, yeah, all the time, i always coming up with Dot 2 Ideas, but this is when they've both left the show. Yeah, And Russell's like, no, <laughs> no <that's laughs> don't the, think about it anymore. <laughs> that's the thing. I really
1: wholeheartedly do think Moffat will come back. Moffat, in another different interview, said that if he... his he would have been perfectly happy um, staying working under Russell as showrunner and just writing an episode every year. Yeah. He found that joyous. He loved that. I think he kind of enjoyed doing that more so than being showrunner. Yeah, let's so, see why. I think, I think like all, everyone from that period, Paul Cornell, uh, Stephen Moffat, Mark Gaines, I think a little, we'll be seeing a lot of their faces or at least their names and writing credits coming back to write for the show. I'd be, I, I think... There'll be some other people in modern British TV, I think. I imagine. I'd really like to see Jack Thorne write an episode of Doctor Who. Didn't he do that BBC drama? He that? did help on Channel 4 recently.
0: Oh, was that the Jodie Karma? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. And he's done
1: a lot of other things he did. like You can't... I don't know where to begin with the things <laughs> Jack Thorne has done. But I know that Russell's a big fan of his work, so I think it'd be cool to see someone like him write an episode yeah. as well. Do you think he, there'll be any people from the uh, Chibnall era? Who
0: might be brought back? I would be surprised if they didn't bring some of them back. Who was the guy who we speculated could be showrunner who wrote Kablam? Let me have a look for his name. Oh, uh, yeah. And also,
1: I know I really loved um, Haunting of Villa D'Arty by Maxine Allison, and lots of people kind of held that as one of the best of the Chibnall era. Yeah. So I think
0: it'd be cool to see her come back as well. Yeah. Um, Peter Mcti. Oh, yeah. Peter McTai. Yeah. M C T I G H E.
1: Well, I think now it's especially if things are given once you're part
0: of the Doctor Who family, you never, really, you never really leave. Yeah, there was a Doctor Who book recently, wasn't there? Doctor Who lockdown, um, like lockdown book or something. Let me have a look. And there was a number of writers on there. I think Russell was actually one of them. Mm. Um, I'm just going to look because on the cover it tells you um, who wrote for it. Um, so the story's from Chris Chibnall, probably not going to return. No, I don't think so. Paul Cornell, very likely. Russell T. Davis, obviously. Neil Gaiman. Ooh, that would be... It would be cool to see Neil Gaiman. Mark Gatiss. hmm Pink the Ties on there. Stephen Moffat. Vinay Patel. What was have they written? And Joy Wilkinson. I don't know how it look. You've got to keep talking though Whatever.
1: No, speaking of books, that reminds me of something. This is getting back to 13th, uh, 14th Doctor Casting. Okay. Do you remember when Russell did the novelization of Rose? Yes. And in that, they expanded upon the bit when Rose went to see the guy who did all the research as a doctor. And uh, he, yeah, had, yeah. he had photos of different doctors, including uh, post-Eccleston ones. And amongst those, Russell also, I think, referred to a young boy in a wheelchair and a black woman with a flaming sword. yes. Do you think either of those indicators of who Russell might cast, or do you think that's just throwaway things that he put in? I think the- that's throwaway
0: things because he also did a book of poetry. Okay. Where there's a number of different doctors mentioned in there as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, he This dude here wrote uh, Demons of the Punjab, Letters from the Front and uh, Fugitive of the Okay. Okay. Cool. And there was another one on there, Joey Wilkinson. But I didn't recognize that name, so I'll have a look as well. Jory Wilkinson. Uh, no relation to Joe Wilkinson. British comedian. Uh, oh yeah, I recognise. I think Joy Wilkes, I think we threw her name out actually for, um, what do you call it? Showrunner. Showrunner, actually. We well, yeah. threw out so many names for Showrunner. And we they did. were all wrong. Uh, the Witchfinder. Oh yeah. They were all wrong. With
1: <laughs> I find it so amusing that we, we spent ages. we, we threw all his names out. we are like, at least one of these will be Sharoner, and then the one that is Sharoner was the one we actually dismissed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we actually did a video, didn't we, in which you suggested Stephen Moffat and Russell T Davis retailing for the Sixtieth You said Sixtieth could be a free part of first part written by Russell, then Steven and Chris. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got something right. That video's done very well this week. (laughs) Literally every
1: video, honestly. I'll have a look there. I have to say, Russell T Davis is the reason we've hit 500 subscribers this week. Like him coming back has done wonders for our channel because our channel so far has been pretty much exclusively the RTD era and has, and there's, and we talk about, as a result, that feeds into the news a lot and we talk about Russell a lot in the news. So we have so many videos about Russell T. Davis and so many videos about, say, Ollie Alexander yeah. and etc. cetera. And they're all just, they've just all hiked up in numbers. In the last
0: 48 hours, here are our most viewed videos. Uh, Russell T. Davis pretending to Doctor Who um uh, Russell T. Davis pretending he's a big finish. Russell T. Davis, Stephen Moffat to write the Big 65th uh, anniversary special. That was the one I was talking about. Yeah, The truth behind Oli Alexander's casting is Doctor Who. Um, two videos that came out this week, Olly Alexandra, it's the same cast as a the, um, video there about Ollie. Um, another video that came out this week, a video about Christopher Eccleston, another video about Christopher Ekerson, a couple of series 13 videos, and then just a couple of things on the end as well. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven of like our top 10 videos this week have all been RTD sort of related. I never
1: thought that we would be living in a world where the 60th anniversary special could potentially be a crossover with the Ninth Doctor and Oya Alexander's the 14th Doctor <laughs> written by Russell T. Davis. Like before this week saying that people were like, no, that's not happening. Yeah. But now that feels like a very real did you, thing. Did
0: you see Stephen Moffat's comment on Russell T. Davis's posts? What did he say? He just put RTD out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I don't
1: know if you followed it but Uh, Russell and Stephen have a really cute kind of banter. They do, don't they?
0: On Instagram. It's really cute. It is funny, because I saw it and I was like, it's just a weird fan account. And I could say, it's actually Russell. For some reason, his account is unverified, yeah. Mm, Yeah,
1: it's
0: weird. Um, Anything else? Oh, there was something, but now my mind's... uh, For Series 13? 14. For God's sake.
1: yeah. I think we've covered everything. Um... There was something I
0: thought I had, but I'll probably remember it once we turn off the recording. What did what was it I just mentioned? Talked about Russell returning, Stephen Moffat. We talked about writers, cast. Yeah, I think. Was it a plot? I'm looking forward to the series structure. Yeah. Because I think, you know, the Daleks have been there, nice. so it'd be nice seeing Russell went for the Daleks again. Yeah. Russell I'm looking forward Daleks. to its, um, more character expansion, because I feel that's something that was lacked a lot recently in Doctor Who, mm. is you have the characters like Clara, but there's no real backstory yeah. to them. Mm. I, mean, I mean, like, their home life and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Do you think we'll return to the kind of, because I know some people brand the first RTD era, As... um, Soap
0: opera,
1: is Or or kitchen sink drama. Yeah, I I hope so,
0: because I quite like that. I Mm. like the expanded world. I like being invested in these characters.
1: Iron Boy, was I going to say. um, What are we going to call this new era? I've already heard people referring to the new Russell era as RTD2.
0: Which is obviously playing on RTD2. Well, no, it's
1: not. It's just... I think
0: think it is, though.
1: I don't think it's intentional, though. And I just think that it's an unfortunate coincidence, which is going to create a lot of confusion at Comic Con. (laughs) Like you'll you'll hear a, like a Doctor Who fan will say, "Oh, I love." RTD2 from Zera. era Doctor Who fan say oh yeah he's such a great droid isn't he <laughs>
0: we've had a few comments with, with people saying that now so I think that's it yeah
1: I think it's pretty much been cemented that we're going to have is that, does that mean the first era is just going to be RTD or is it going to be RTD1 RTD1 so we're going to have RTD1 RTD and RT,
0: R, RTD0 is his, is his novelization work so, Tim, what's your favourite
1: Doctor The Russell T. Davis era or the Russell T. Davis era? It's Russell T. Davis era. Oh, are you sure? Because I think there's really strong stories in the Russell T. Davis era. I'm not sure the Russell T. Davis era is quite as strong.
0: I mean, it's still really great, but I don't know if it quite compares to the Russell T. Davis era. I like John Nathan era. Do you want to introduce the episode?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm just going to uh, look away from Tim right now. <laughs> and to do that, I'm going to take my head and make it turn left.
0: What's the episode there?
1: It's time left. Oh, okay. Shut up! Shut up! Shut the thing up, pop up, up! Make
0: sure you subscribe to the official bigger on the inside podcast! What's the point in having you all? Uh, Harry Russell T. Davis is back, but. And, and he's back now as well. Yeah. Do you shut that door? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is actually the From first... From the other side. Get out. It's okay, you can stay for now. Yeah, this is the first time that, <laughs> we've, um,
1: that we've actually recorded the watch-along and the news
0: at the same time on the same day. Same bat time, same bat channel. Yeah, it is, yeah, because we, we forgot. <laughs> we forgot what? Did we forget or were we just busy? We're just very busy. Busy boys, busy bees. Yeah, but with today we've
1: got a whole afternoon aside to do uh, to just finish off Series 4. Hooray! Starting with, of course, uh, Turn Left by Russell T. Davis. They're all going to be
0: by Russell T. Davis. They are, they are. Well, you didn't let me ask you what episode we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I started. What episode we're talking about, Harry? Turn Left by Russell T. Davis. That's right, you've watched this episode twice now because I forgot to watch it, so yeah. to watch it with and, me. and you know what, you
1: know what? You know what it's r- made me realise... Doctor Who nowadays, yeah, is too political. Doctor Who should go back to how it was back in 2008 with episodes like Turn Left, where, where immigrants get sent to labour camps and the only way to stop it is by going back in time and turning left.
0: I didn't even <laughs> pick up on that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Obviously, I'm on immigration for but the whole Turn Left thing I did not pick up on.
1: Literally, that lit- you could not get more political. That... Like, that is an explicitly political statement <laughs> from Russell. I mean, they blow
0: up Buckingham Palace. Well, we don't see it. We don't but... see it, but we know that Russell wanted to show it. They just wouldn't let him do it. Yeah, he said that to me that Russell wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard, it on, I heard it on a podcast, it might have been Sue Perkins' podcast, um, where she interviews Russell and he mentions that they wanted to show it, but the BBC wouldn't let them, which is why it goes white right and then glitches out. Mm. Yeah, 10 left. It starts with China of the future. Yeah. This sort of unknown Asian themed planet. Is it a planet? I assumed it was actually just future Earth. Well, no, because
1: Donna says I'm from Earth. Oh, right. Dickhead. Okay. I <laughs>
0: Yeah, I deserve that for not picking up every single line. Jesus. Oh, you can see the quiz questions from there, so I'm going to have to hide these. I mean, sure. I wasn't looking at them, but... Um, yeah, so let's, what did you bring in the episode, Harry? I thought it was very good. It was, It's a very unsettling episode. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Is that because you feel uncomfortable with Catherine Tate? Yeah, she makes me feel really uncomfortable. A lot of
1: shouting and screaming in this
0: episode, <laughs> isn't
1: there? Uh, do you think Where that... are they going? Where? Are Going? It's, am I gonna die?
0: It's pretty I exciting. hope so. Well,
1: here's the thing: like, the Donna that we see in this episode is a distinctly different Donna to we've had
0: the whole series. She, she is indeed. Which is a very deliberate thing from Russell. Like if was, you see one of my questions here. Was Donna a nice person? Not before the doctor. No, no and, she's, been like, a dick, she's she? Yeah, like I'm she's really Beatrice in, and under the bus.
1: Yeah, she's really insensitive towards everyone, even when like people have died on the news, she doesn't really. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, donna's mum as well she, she doesn't come across that well at the start of this episode she did not come across the whole the last time we see you in the episode she like there's the thing where donna says guess i was always useless and she's just like
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> why well, do you think that is do you think donna's mum is purposely a bit of a um cow to sort of make donna more likable I don't know, I guess, I mean... Is it like, I feel like Bart Simpson is a terrible kid, but you have to have Nelson there to make Bart Simpson look good? Do you know I, what I mean? Like, you have a you have a character who, if it was just them, you would hate, but then you have to have a worse character than that character.
1: I mean, it's a, it's kind of a thing where, um, you know, Donna's a pretty imperfect character in this episode. Yeah. And obviously, you know, everyone's a product of the people
0: who raised them. Mm. So... Donna's a product of her mum. So let's talk about the Mar- Mar- Let's talk about um, Donna and her family. We get Wolf, Wolf back. Yeah, this is the most Wolf we've had so far, isn't Wilf- it? Wolf make mega load. Yeah, um, I like Wolf. Every time he came, we watched this episode together. When he came on, I cheered. He did cheer. I think
1: I was watching Wolf. Well, I remember when I first watched this. Whenever Wolf was on screen,
0: I was watching Wolf because just like there's always so much going on with Bernard Cribbins as performance. Yeah. I, I was going to say he's an amazing actor in this episode. He gives yeah. a really sort of moving performance towards the end of the episode as well, where the where the na- where the housemates really get taken away to labor camps, concentration camps. Mm. Um, we'll, we'll get all into that stuff towards the end, but yeah, he's great. He's such a fun character. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. And I think I mean it's like there's some scenes where he's just so moved and invested by everything going on. Yeah, like. The, the, the scene when like London gets destroyed and they're all outside the hotel watching, Like you can see... like the, obviously They're all doing a great job, but you can really tell that Wilf is just processing that and the yeah. weight
0: of that. Of course, this is the Doctor Light episode, and I would argue this is the most Doctor Light episode we've had so far. Well, yeah, because the whole premise of the episode is what would the world be like without the Doctor? Father's Day, he's still sort of in it. Mm. What series two Doctor Who episode? What's that one? Uh, that was Love and Monsters. Love and Monsters. He's sort of in that fleet. He's in that throughout the episode. Mm. Blink, he's in that throughout the episode. In this it's, one, he's, he's dead. Yeah, he's in it at the very start and at the very end. Yeah. And that's it. And, and he's underneath a sheet. But that might have been Colin. Yeah. Who? Uh, I think we, We've interviewed Colin, David Tennant's double... Um, it might be out. It might not be out. I can't remember. It's been a while since I'm we pretty to sure him. it's out. Yeah. It's not out yet. Is it not
1: out yet? No, no, not yet.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. It Comes out October time, oh, end of October. Okay. It comes out when um, the last couple of episodes tie in. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, That's clever. See. That's some good timing. Uh, there there's some about. flashbacks all the way through this episode to previous um, Donner episodes, and so let's talk about the runaway bride, and it sort of ties back into an episode that by this point is two years old yeah yeah and it's still uh, one thing that really struck me about this episode is how self self-involved it is with the whole story of Doctor Who and that sort of goes to show how many people were watching the show that like they weren't thinking they're going to alienate audiences mm. because it already has such a massive audience that it doesn't totally. matter if you alienated people no mm. pun intended oh yeah no yeah totally I mean the thing I mean, if an episode was going to
1: alienate people, it would have been this one. But I guess, like you said, they just had that faith that they had that seven steady... million
0: people watching. Yeah, <laughs> and it was growing week by week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. One thing I noticed about this episode actually is that it showed a lot of kind of faith in this episode conceptually. That it's got a considerably bigger budget than the other Doctor Light episodes. Like it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Like Father's Day takes place pretty much in one small location. Blink takes place in only like a you ha- know handful of locations. This one. There's a lot of going on, a lot of set pieces, a lot of different locations. A lot of visual effects as well. Yeah. Granted,
0: a lot of those will be pre-used, like the giant spider star flying through the sky. Yeah. And stuff like that. And the adipose. And yeah. the adipose, yeah. But it's all done very well. And I, I think I tend to and I went, like, This is this is really clever. Mm. Like the bit where the added like where the Atmos cars just go mental. It's mm. like something I haven't thought about since we watched those episodes. But now like you watch it and you're like, oh yeah, it's amazing. It's, yeah. It just ties it all back in so well. It
1: kind of shows that the Doctor Who world is a terrifying place to live in. Yeah,
0: and I think it's something we spoke about when we watched Love of Monsters as well, was that I like it when they expand the world of Doctor Who past the Doctor and whoever it yeah. was with that week.
1: What is it like just for normal people to inhabit this world where yeah. there's alien
0: threats just every six months? What did you think to the death of the Doctor in The Runaway Bride then? This whole sort of thing that he... Died before he could regenerate. I sort of felt like it was quite a strange way for the Doctor to have died because it's just kind of weird.
1: You think the doctor because you think the doctor would have regenerated, but he would have run without Donna. I think. I
0: think mean, well, no, because in this Donna never met the doctor, did he? So he yeah. was in there on his own. Yeah, but I sort of feel like he probably would have got out. Hmm. I would have been surprised if he did. That, that was the thing that killed him. I'm oh, okay. being a bit pissed off at a giant spider. Okay, so how would you have you? killed The doctor, I don't know. I feel like maybe an Adipur's, not the adipers, like the Atmos cars, probably would have been the closest he could have gone to death. Mm. Maybe being trapped in a car and just gassed, yeah. Because even then, if he did regenerate, he would have just gassed again, mm. and, you know. So then the corpse wouldn't even look like the doctor, would it? No, so they wouldn't it would look like Matt Smith, yeah. I know the dead boy in this car, <laughs> a dead teenage little boy with some weird old man eyes, dead in the front seat of this car. And look at his hair. Did you? Did I ever show you that thing? That thing where it was—I uh, think it was Telegraph when Matt Smith was announced as the Doctor, and it's like they're clearly going for a dark. Emo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it had a really kind of gothic look. Didn't yeah, it? yeah. And they like, dark clearly, yeah, thing. like d- Matt's just going to be playing an emo Doctor. It's like so far from what it actually became. Yeah. Um, so what else do I have here in my notes? Let's talk about Billy Piper. Hmm. Um, she so say. She gets a, a, a credit in the opening titles. Her in, in, introduction into this episode is kind of just, and here's Rose. Well, you see, kind of like you hear the
1: uh,
0: little tag, which yeah. Murray Gold uses a lot in this. There's episode. a lot of Doctor Who motifs in the music. Mm, um, point out a her at one point. Yeah, I like that way he goes,
1: mm. like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, the whole thing where like she's in the background and she runs into frame. Yeah, but you got kind of, It is kind of, yeah, it's sort of understated within the moment, isn't it? Which is weird because it's something that's been built up (coughs) to the whole series.
0: Yeah, and then also it's like, Rose is here, hi. Mm. What did you think of Billy Piper's performance because it's, de- it's clearly deliberately different it's not wrong. Yeah, Yeah she's, she's more subdued I, I, I sort of picked up she's almost playing a variation of the 10th Doctor Yes definitely she, like,
1: There's some bits where like the bit when she mentions Donna's um, grandad's telescope feels like a very 10th Doctor delivery Yeah
0: I, I think she even says at the end that she says something and Donna goes what does that mean and she goes I don't know it's just something the Doctor would have said hmm. and then Donna starts screaming and shouting at her again Give it a rest <laughs> I remember when I was a kid watching this, my, my parents really not liking Donna because all she did was scream and shout. And I sort of, I, I, I really like the character of Donna, but I do feel that's maybe a slight uh, downside to, this, to that character. But then again, this is a, a version of Donna that like, never met the Doctor anyway, so it's how anyone probably would have reacted? Yeah. And compared to most people in this episode, she's probably the bravest. Yeah, she has to deal with a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also she has to move to Leeds. Oh yeah. <laughs> a big red stamp that just says Leeds because Leeds is as we all know is the hell on earth mm, mm. Jo- jokes obviously I do actually quite like Leeds yeah I don't
1: mind Leeds it's, it's architecture is with the way the city is designed it's you've got kind of all kinds of a mixture of buildings from different time periods all kind of thrown together in a really weird way it's yeah. very hilly. Leeds is a strange city for me whenever I go there it, it feels unlike any other city in, in a good way but, yeah. Martha Jones. She's dead. She's dead. Sarah Jane Smith. She's dead. <sighs> Tortured. They're all oh, dead. they <laughs> <dead.
0: laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, li- I like... The, like, the little mention of Martha was nice. But then, for some reason... and Maybe it's because Elizabeth Salen is actually dead. The mention of Sarah Jane, it kind of caught me off guard. Because you see a picture of her on the screen. And because she's an older character... I don't just mean a legacy character. I mean... She played by an older actor, and then you see her face on the screen. It's kind of like it's kind of a sweet thing knowing that because she sort of build that backstory instantly. Yeah, you? like she knew it was a doctor and something had gone wrong, so she went to help mm. out of all the companions Ace, Susan, and all these other people. It was Sarah Jen who went to help, and she didn't, she died. Yeah, she wasn't that good then, really, was she? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Turns out none of these people were very good. They all died. The Doctor would have died as well had he not we're had his plans to them. save them. What Torchwood have even been made? The Captain Jack Hartner's version of Torchwood, if it wasn't for the Doctor, because because well,
1: yeah, that 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 Torchwood sector formed following the Battle of Canary Wharf, yeah, which had happened. But would it have helped?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, forgetting that all oh, this is. Post Runaway Bride stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like really kind of is Runaway Bride stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. uh. What? You got anything you want to say? Um. I think the stuff, <laughs> especially this. This is hard episode to talk about because it's a, it's a it repeats itself a lot this episode, but it's an interesting way it does. Mm.
1: It reminds me a lot of because I mean I know why. Um. Did you ever watch Russell's series Years and Years? Uh. Very briefly, yeah. Because sure. this episode, rewatching it tonally and with a lot of the things they do, especially the stuff with kind of the immigrants being sent to a, a labor camp at the end, is very reminiscent of certain things within years and years. And it actually turns out that I think the idea for that series first occurred to Russell when he made this episode turn left. Oh, really? So it's kind of interesting that kind of the DNA of this episode conceptually has lived on. There is a lot of
0: similarities though, isn't there? Yeah. Especially with um, Russell Turvey and his boyfriend character, the whole sort of thing of being locked in concentrated camps and stuff. Um, What do you think to Rose being inside sort of a dying TARDIS? I really like it when the TARDIS... I like I know at the end of the episode we see the TARDIS where it's all red and nuts, mm. but I quite like seeing it when it's dead. Yeah, same. It's I think it's very
1: cool that I don't know how much they do it with later iterations of the TARDIS. Well, we but see this, this TARDIS, this... they do a lot of cool things with the lighting of it, but it changes a lot throughout the series well, in different ways. There's a Matt
0: Smith episode, isn't there, where he ends up in the David Tennant console room.
1: Yeah, although there's a different they use different writing it there, Yeah, don't Yeah. They? yeah. And it's just kind of cool because it's such a familiar and in some senses kind of like comfortable, safe, homely environment. Yeah. Like kind of usually when you see the Doctor and the TARDIS, everything's okay, everyone's safe. Yeah. But So to see that change, like I remember they did that um, during the Series 3 finale as well. With the Master. Yeah. And it's always very unsettling to see that space kind of invaded and changed in some way. Yeah. It's like,
0: no, this is not what the TARDIS should be like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unit get a big play in the episode obviously a lot of unit what yeah. I like about what they've done with unit in this era is those pretend unit characters that you get to know mm. um, maybe you don't get to know their names but you definitely recognise their faces um, even stuff like the news reporter she's in like nearly every episode every time the news is on it's the same American news reporter that's
1: true yeah I love, I love stuff
0: like that and I can't wait for that to come back
1: something I actually really enjoyed with the American news reporter this time because we see both British news reports and American news reports And I couldn't help but notice that the American news reports were kind of depicting a slightly more sensationalist fashion. Like everything was way more dramatic of like,
0: people are fat and they're gone and also aliens. What did you think to that, to the fact that, Basically, Russell wrote in this episode that most of America died because they were all fat, and they uh, they all turned into adipose. So I didn't read it as that when I saw well, it. The reason as... I read it as that is because a the line that follows that is, "America will save us" or something. Like that. God bless America. That's
1: before that. Yeah, bit, yeah.
0: And then it's we're all dead. Mm. So the way I interpreted that was that
1: because the borders were cut off to the UK, that meant adipose had to had to establish
0: itself somewhere else. So okay. it picked the US. Um, Is Donna a bit of a stupid character? Well, there's that whole thing where she thinks she's going to live, but you sort of know she isn't.
1: I feel like anyone who's had been told they're going to die are going to try and look for a way out of dying, aren't they? The reason I
0: hesitate is because what I actually wrote down is, is Donna a little thick? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a bit rude. I think that's a little bit rude. I didn't didn't, didn't, didn't mean thick as in... Up here, it thickens in. We
1: had this joke <laughs> when we were watching. We, we had this joke when we were watching because we watched it together this time. Where whenever anyone was freaking out about something on Donna's back, we made a joke of. what if instead of it being a bug, the the just character like, just has a real a really large um, comical like massive ass. <laughs> yeah, everyone's
0: just looking at that. <laughs> Not just like a nice ass. Just like ridiculously bad, like walk bars is knocking off, like inflating. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone's always like, "Oh!" <laughs> and then you said the scene where she's in all the mirrors, and it just lights up, and it's just <laughs> someone turning around. I see that eyes
1: screaming.
0: <laughs> ah, TV. Um, I'm getting towards the end of my notes here, but one thing I did notice is that. I think we probably mentioned it with Love and Monsters is you don't always need the Doctor to make a really good uh, Doctor 2 episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, and this is another... I mean, I think in every single episode of the Russell era, the Doctor Light episode is one of the strongest ones. Yeah,
0: it tends to be. And we
1: are including Love and Monsters.
0: We is really like first? Love and Monsters. Oh, no, a, who wrote Father's Day? That was Paul Cornell. Uh, Love and Monsters was Russell. Russell. Blink was... So this is even. only the second um, Doctor Light episode from Russell. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It tends to be good. Mm. There's a little reference to the Sarah Jane Adventures as well, with the beetle thing being the work of the trickster, who is a Sarah Jane Adventures mm. villain. What were your
1: thoughts on? Because other than kind of the recurring monsters that all kind of happen off screen, the main quote unquote monster of this episode
0: is the bug thing. Yeah, the beetle. The beetle, yeah. Do you ringo star? But um, I'm gonna create an alternate timeline. So Donna, there's something on your back.
1: Donna Noble, there's something on your back.
0: There we go. Uh, I like it. There's not much, don't ex- really say much about it, though, do they?
1: No. I think the thing that really works for it is the uh, sound design, like yeah. those bug clicks and noises yeah, 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 are really yeah, yeah. unsettling. Yeah. Like you can really sense it.
0: Let's talk about the final bit of the episode where um, Donna says she was blonde. And <laughs> I looked at you as if to say, as if that narrows it down. Because every single love interest the Temp Doctor has had has been blonde. Madame de Pompadour. <laughs> Kylie Minogue. Astrid. <laughs> yeah. um, I kind of like mm-hmm. the climax of this episode because it does exactly what um, they did in the series two, which is it's a pretty fun episode. And then you get to the end and you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be good. You mean
1: series three?
0: What, no, no, series two with, like, the Battle of the like, oh, But that also, ha- that whole episode where yeah, the Daleks then revealed yeah. in the last
1: two... But then moments. it does, like, get... And then there's a similar thing to Utopia as well, How you take it Murray Gold's... And then the Murray Gold score kicks in and gets really intense. Yeah. And then, like, it does the huge, awesome trailer for the next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Yeah. Russell knows, like, how to get you hype. He
0: does. And you know what else gives me hype? What? The quiz! Patience is for winner Oh yeah, baby. Okay, four questions. Okay. Okay, let's go. When Donna and her mother sat decided if we are going to turn left or right. How much money does Donna's mum say Donna would get a year if she was to take the job that she was offering? Quite. Oh, I don't know. Thirty grand. Twenty grand a year. So, that's not right. What is the name of the man who Donna recommends should be fired instead of her? Oh, what was his name? Was it Charlie? Cliff. Not doing too well. When they arrive at the house in leaves, what number is on the door? I was not looking at the door number. What number? 26. Say that again. 26. (laughs) 26. No way! (laughs) How did I get that? How did you... Is that an actual guess? Yeah. Okay. And when Donna is transported to London at the end of the episode, where does she actually end up? Oh, what's the street name? Ah. Cara, she like
1: exclaims it, all frustrated. I'm in.
0: I'm just going to say, I don't know, Twickenham. It's not Twickenham. Sutton Courts. That's it. You got one out of four, but it was a good one to get. It was a good one to get. Very well done. Yeah. Um, really, I'm pretty shit, though, because it is one out of four. Yeah. Uh, recommendations! Before I go, I just want to tell you you were fantastic. I'm going to plug
1: the play. I'm not going to plug the play. <laughs> I'm not going to
0: plug my play again. I'll tell you what I'm going to plug, Harry. What? This week, um, as, as you know um I got to. I went to. For those who don't know, I'm a nightlife photographer. Oi, oi! and uh, <laughs> and I got so I got to work with TV children's legends Dick and Dom this week. Um, and they were great fun to work. We've got to set their photos at a club and sort of have a quick chat with them. And I found out they do a podcast, or they did a podcast called Cash From Chaos. Okay. Uh, there's only one series, because I, cur- I believe it's been developed into a TV show for uh, um, people of our age, like millennials who grew up with them. Ooh. Because it's a, it's a, it's a really fun podcast in which Dick and Dom um, take £200, they put it in a bowl, and basically you have to do silly, stupid games to try and win as much money as they co- They say it's their show fee. Right, as possible but the games it's not like Creamy Muck Muck and Dancing with Melvin Odo oh they should bring back bogeys <laughs> it's more uh, sort of you know it's more it's more grown up uh, sort of aims, you know the kids who grew up with them so there's a couple of swears in there oh. you know Dick and Dom
1: do swears well, they're already basically Dom, Dom, doing... doesn't,
0: Dom doesn't do swears oh. but this gig that they did halfway through they went cheer if you love Dom and everyone cheered and of course they went cheer if you love Dick and of course everybody's fucking berserk. The well they always made I remember um is Dominic's surname Wood. wood. Yeah, the T shell has I love Morning Wood. Yeah, yeah that's it morning wood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's that song but It's a very fun podcast. Yeah. Um it's only like six episodes, I think. But yeah. It is weird
1: that kind of our childhood icons are coming back. Like Tracy Beaker yeah. has had returning TV shows. Now Dick and Dom are coming back. Like, what's next? The slammer? They're gonna remember
0: the slammer? The Chucker Brothers? The Chuckle Brother? We can't really. But he does DJ sets, Paul Chuckle. Paul Chuckle does DJ sets? I thought like he just
1: said Panto. No, he does DJ he sets. He DJ sets. Yeah, yeah, man. What would a Paul Chuckle DJ set be like?
0: just three hours yeah. of Chuckle Vision. Do you know that
1: Chuckle, that,
0: that Chuckle Brothers song? My found... name's not Paul Chuckle. Chuckle. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm going to recommend. How are you know, going to to
1: recommend? Uh, I'm going to recommend, uh, I believe it's actually ending uh, tonight, but I think you can find it on four, on all four, uh, Lego Masters Australia.
0: For oh, God's sake. I've already like done the American one.
1: I did the American one. I did the British one. But this is Lego Masters Australia. And this one's even better. They have a guy called Brickman, who's one of the fifteen world Lego experts. It's
0: did they do like a movie thing the other day? So did a Delorean.
1: Yeah, they, they all the challenge was everyone had to make as accurate a Delorean replica as possible. Oh,
0: they all possible one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Were they good? They were. One of them, a couple of them, made really, really good ones. Would I have approved? You would have approved. Huzzah! I
0: I love Lego Masters. I, I, it's no big secret. Legends Masters Australia is the best one so far. Okay, out the three: UK, America, Australia. once number one being the best, three being the poop. Um, on they're all great, they're all fantastic. What? Um, but
1: number one, Australia. Number two, US. Number oh. three, UK. You hate,
0: you hate England, you traitor. Hey, I prefer the UK office. Your handbags and your clothes rags that your poor old granddad had to sweat by you. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. now. Do you want to go and watch um, Ross's Back, baby? What's yeah, this one called? The Still on Earth. The Still on
1: Earth. Well, literally, as soon as we turn
0: this off, we're going to watch The Still on Earth, and then we're going to watch you. I'm a window <laughs> I'm very hyped today. I don't know why I think it's because we've just watched some really good episodes of yeah you're and... really hyped for the still on earth I am can't wait I'm going to steal this fucking planet as well while I'm at it oh no oh no I just revealed my despicable me inspired master plan oh no you're going to get a Thorell Williams song <laughs> god I hope not make sure you subscribe to the official bigger on the inside podcast